Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and good to have your company, John Heindorf and Jeremy Shaw, in the IMSA broadcast booth, talking to the world live, free, and in sound and vision on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. No subscription required here in the US or further afield. It's round two of the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Second race of the weekend here at the 71st annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. Race one was a lot of fun. Right from the start, we had a penalty for one of the drivers being out of line. The dark green car at the back of the grid was well out of position and had to come through. Then Michael Merrill lost a wheel and had to come into the pit lane. He did get back going again. The wheel decided to just hang around on the outside of turn seven and watch all the action down there, which included Jake Pedersen hitting Stefan Radzinski and taking him out of the race. Matt Holcomb had a spin coming out of turn number 16, lost his front splitter. What did I tell you about turn seven? That was... uh, Laestella Torres and Efren Castro coming together at the front of the field in the arm category. It was a tremendous win for the number 65 for the Noble Car. Moisey Oreski won in pro-arm and Riley Dickinson was in a class of his own at the front of the field. He demolished the rest of a quality pro field to take his first victory of the season, and it was perfect. Paul, fastest lap, and the win. That was outstanding from young Riley Dickinson, and he'll start on pole position again. Let's find out how everyone else lines up. Here's Jeremy Shaw with the grid set from the second fastest lap times in the single qualifying session. Jeremy. Indeed, so John, all the fastest lap in the race earlier today. Only a few drivers did that, including the best. I think it was Thomas Merrill who will start 14th today. Starting at the back then, Joe's still unable to make it this weekend. He had a fever, so he didn't make the start. The back of the grid, caliber 72 is Philip Marcia. Uh, uh, alongside him, Tom Balamis in caliber 19. Row 19, Grady Willingham in caliber 21 and Michael Merritt in caliber 63. Row 18, James McCann, or Jimmy McCann Jr. in colour 83, and Christian Cole in colour 27. Ahead of him is Jeffrey Myshak in colour 29, and Bob Mueller in colour 28. Connor Flynn will start number 95 car in the 32nd position, alongside Stefan Rezinski in number 93. Matt Holcomb in colour 55 will start 30th, alongside Mark Kwame in the uh, number 43. He's the AM champion from last year. John Getz, also in the AM class, will start car number 57 in the 28th position, alongside one of the pro drivers, Jake Peterson, in car number 85. This morning's pro-AM winner, Moise Uretsky, will start in the 26th position in car number 44. That's sixth fastest of the pro-AM cars going into today's, this afternoon's race. Alongside him, Chris Belomo in car number 68. Scott Noble, the AM winner this morning in car number 10, will start 24th alongside Alan Metney, 
last year's Pro-Am champion in car number 99. Jeff Mosing in car number 56 and Grant Torquay in number 81 will share row 11, ahead of them Marco Cironi in car number 82 and Travis Wiley in car number 77. Efren Castro is the best qualified of the Pro-Am cars in car number 65. He will start 18th alongside Sabra Cook in car number 37. Row 8, Michael McCann in car number 8 and Elias de la, de la Torre in car number 4. Thomas Merrill in car number 47 and Sean Varwig in car number 2 will start on row 7. Ahead of them, Ryan Yardley in car number 78 and Alex Cedric in car number 98. Row 5, Dan Clark, number 64 and Thomas Neveu in car number 24. Uh, row four, Michael McCarthy in car number seven and TJ Fisher in car number 58. Row three, Will Martin finished second this morning. He'll start sixth this afternoon in car number nine alongside Varian Choksi in car number 13. The second row is Jimmy Libre in car number 74 who got a penalty after this morning's race, dropping him well down the order. He will start fourth alongside Jason Hart in car number 20 and on the front row, Tom Sargent from Australia in car number 17 and the pole sitter once again is Riley Dickinson in car number 53. Tom Sargent may be new to the championship as are McElroy Racing but he topped two of the practice session the pre-season practice sessions here last week he's not going to be a pushover Riley Dickinson we believe has saved a set of brand new Michelin tyres from his allocation for this race he brings them round very slowly 20 rows side by side what a sight in the evening sunshine the green flags in the air for race two of Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America and immediately a great jump away on those brand new Michelins for Riley Dickinson. Here comes Sergeant down the inside, but Dickinson is confident. He's very confident and that confidence was not misplaced there. He takes the lead by a couple of cars lengths through turn two, the kink and into turn three, four and five. This has been a real action area. Difficult for everyone to get the power down and Right up in the air there from the JDX car, the black and gold machine up on the curb for Will Martin. Kelly Moss, McElroy, two MDKs, a right to JDX, a 762. And then Kelly Moss racing again in the top eight. Down towards the hairpin. Nice move down the inside. Tom Sargent and Jason Half, Jimmy Lieber right in there as well. Very tight indeed as they go through. It's still Tom Sargent in the blue and white car holding on to second position, but he feels the pressure, yeah. goes defensive into turn 10, and that's good news for Jimmy Libra in fourth position in the red, white, and black car. Three across the track going through turn 10, and this is not a Mazda race. This is a Porsche race. They're a bit bigger and a bit wider and a bit more leery and hairy than the Mazdas. My goodness, how did that come out? Uh, we clearly just turned off the laws of physics there for a moment. Quite extraordinary stuff as Dickinson is pulling away at the head of the field. Yeah, taking advantage of those fresh Michelin tyres and uh, there's all sorts of battling farther down the order, but Riley Dickinson is going to try and make his escape here. He's, uh, he was three quarters of a second clear through the first sector and he's going to try and extend that lead in the early stages and then hang on to it. But we saw this morning some tremendous battling all the way down this 40-car field. So 38 minutes to go. Dickinson, Sergeant Hart, Libra, Chotsky, Will Martin, TJ Fisher. That's how they went across the line. How will that change this time around? Dickinson already has pulled out a seconds gap. Standard operational procedure that the start is under review. 
Two wide again, coming into turn one. And through everyone, I'm just waiting. Yes, everyone's gone through again. Remember, three different categories here. Marco Cironi is in 17th, the best of the pro-am runners. And in pro, in arm, excuse me, is the number 10. Uh, and that is Scott Noble, was on pole position, won the first race. Yeah, so a great start from Marco Cironi. They made up three positions on that first lap. Not so good for Efren Castro, the uh, Pro-Am pole sitter. Started 18th, he comes across uh, in 20th, so he lost two positions. Marco Cironi gained three and has a couple of pro cars in between himself and Efren Castro. Spoke to Efren after that first race. He was... Uh, I mean, he's been racing this series now for a couple of years, uh, and he won the Pro-Am class back in 2021, narrowly lost it last year. But he was saying how intense this morning's race was, uh, particularly with, with how close the field is in the middle part of this huge field of 40 cars. It's really intense racing, and he said it's mentally very, very taxing. I'm not surprised, because there was, there was nary a quiet moments. Let's be blunt <laughs> about that. It's mentally taxing standing in the booth here, watching it go around. I have no clue how the guys are doing what they're doing uh, out on the circuit. Must need eyes in the back of your head, the back, the front and the side yeah. of your head, to be quite honest here. And these are quick cars, Jeremy, very quick cars indeed. And they're doing times that not so very long ago would have been considered pretty good for GT3. Lovely getaway from Riley Dickinson. Yeah. Just timed it perfectly right. And he, he, he just got that crucial, what, one, two cars length as he went across the paint at the, at the stripe. That's right. And uh, he, uh, behind him, Tom Sargent kind of moved across half a lane, didn't he? Uh, and that has been noted by the officials. But he's got a warning Ooh, uh, for a false start lining up on the wrong side. So he's a little bit lucky there. Uh, I think, to get away with it. But again, Riley Dickinson made a big jump and he kind of moved across a little bit as well to get towards the outside for the sweeping uh, left-hand turn at turn one. It's Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf in the IMSA broadcast booth. Five minutes in to our live free coverage of Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. And Riley Dickinson is clearing off another three-tenths of a second in the first quarter of the lap. But what a battle going on behind for second, third, and the rest of the positions. Tom Sargent, Jason Hart, then a little gap back to Varon Choksi, Jimmy Libra, Will Martin, TJ Fisher, Fisher, all in there. And as soon as they start to battle, those gaps close down. And that's why Riley Dickinson wanted to be well away from what was going on behind him. Sergeant announcing his intentions in the test last week with the new Australian team, making their base in Mooresville. And, well, there's plenty of racing up there, isn't there? Let's be honest. McElroy racing run by a New Zealander, but very much an Australian based in Australia team. They've done very well in the equivalent championship uh, down in Australia, which supports the supercars, the V8 supercars. And all oh, a little bit of a bump and run yeah. on the final corner. The two red, white and black cars being joined very quickly. 
by the JDX machine. That's the black and gold. It's the 13, Choxy, Libra, Martin. All coming through turn one right now. Jimmy Libra wants through there. And he's prepared to try some different lines. Goes down the inside at turn number three. His problem is he's trying to attack and defend at the same time. And if you've ever played Risk, you know you'll never hold Kamchatka. Never. And that, that is the problem at the moment for Jimmy Libra. He's fighting a battle on too many fronts at the moment. The bright yellow and black car ahead of them is Jason Hart, then Tom Sargent and Riley Dickinson pulling away in the distance. And this little trio are slowing each other up here. It's going to be side by side. And the two red, white and black cars are making a big hole in the air for the JDX machine behind the black and gold as they go down into turn 10. And it is the pass made. Jimmy Libra has got through. That is the 74 car, I think, that's squeezed ahead. Difficult to see them in the evening sunshine. As they go through. Yes, it is. That's Jimmy's car. Slight difference to the side panels on those machines. And then following those guys through is uh, TJ Fisher, Thomas Nevert, Dan Clark, former champ car driver in the number 64. Not his age, by the way. He's asked us to make that absolutely clear. <laughs> he might be Dan Clark, Daddy Dan Clark, rather than Speedy Dan Clark now. But he's still got a lot of racing left in him. And he's loving this, Jeremy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And uh, he had a great run this morning. A really did. impressive run uh, for Dan. He finished uh, well up the order uh, in the uh, fifth position, uh, having made up several positions during that race. So it's a really good debut for him in this uh, new-to-him series. Had one try out last year in a triple header at the Porsche Sports Car Together Festival. Oh, spin in the final corner! And that was the car that did Ooh, so John well. Getz got hand oh, John Scott Getz Noble. Is it's Scott Noble, the man who's leading Am, and John Getz was right there as well. This was the Am battle, and I think the ball, oh, that's that car's going nowhere. That's John Getz coming into the pits with a crippled car with the right front radiator gone on that machine. Oh, Kwame has gone through to take the lead. Scott Noble has done absolutely nothing wrong all weekend. He's been brilliant, but that was a little mistake on the bumps. And that's going to take him out of contention in this race. It'll be no points. He goes across the coolant. And that's big damage to the right front of John Getz's car. Yeah, that's really a shame for John. And... Uh, your fastest lap this morning, a new lap record for yeah. the AM class, and a really good lap it was by him. I, I don't think there was much he could do, Jeremy, no, to be honest. Absolutely nothing. With the blue Scott Noble car. I really like that Scott Noble colour scheme. And that car spinning across his nose. You are absolutely committed at that point. I've spoken to several drivers that said even getting into the pit lane there, trying to tighten your line. So it was just the bump yeah. right in front of the bright pink car. And then John Getz comes on the scene. And, well, that was a shame. That was a big shame. Absolutely nowhere for John to go. He couldn't cut right. back onto the right-hand side, the inside of the corner. That's a quick exit from that corner, Jeremy. And John just about getting out of everybody's way. Just kept his momentum going enough to get him to the pit lane. Uh, per Scott, just a passenger at that point. Spun the car across and couldn't get it stopped.
Looks like right rear damage to his car as well. So that was the Am pull sitter and winner from yeah. this morning. And that's going to be a big dent in his championship hopes. You cannot afford to non-finish in this championship. Well, you know, I saw, I saw uh, Mark Karami after that first race. He would say, look, yeah, I finished, I finished, we finished second, actually. He was ahead mm. of John Getz in the race. But he said, look, this is a long championship. Yeah, I, I know that. I learned that last year. Uh, so he wasn't too worried about being beaten by Scott Noble. And uh, now you see why, because now he's got a pretty handy lead in that uh, AM class. Second, up, to, up to second position now is Bob Mueller. Just of uh, Jeff Myshak in third. Uh, but uh, the uh, the two top contenders are, are out of this race already in Scott Noble and John Getz. Just, I mean, it's amazing how quickly the championship can turn here. Down at the far end of the circuit. And Jimmy Libra playing defence at the moment. He cleared Varanchowski but he's got the number nine car behind him. That's the black and gold car of Will Martin. And they're coming out through Tower Turn now. That's a little group that goes down from the 74 of Jimmy Libra. I think down to Thomas Murrell actually who's just on the outskirts of the top ten and Michael McCarthy's not too far away either through the Jean de Bian Benz. That first of the red, white and black cars is Jimmy Libra. Yeah, so he's made that pass, but he hasn't pulled away, has no. he? No, and... and But Scott Martin now has got past Varun Chocsi. Correct, so, he's followed yeah. him through. Yeah, so Will Martin, who finished second, a really good second this morning. He started in the uh, third position this morning, made the pass... Uh, excuse me, started fourth uh, uh, and uh, made the pass early on for for third position and then got past the number nine car a little bit later on. So 27 and a half minutes of the 40 still to go. <laughs> Plenty of action already. This battle pack of... It's getting on for six Porsches now. Down the inside, Dan Clark. Oh, lovely manoeuvre. TJ Fisher had nowhere to go. Dan Clark... Got the nose in, in that bright highlighter, yellow, green and white car, the number 64. And basically, he left absolutely no doubt at all to TJ that the car was there. I mean, it's bright enough, in fairness, you should be able to see it. But absolutely no doubt left at all that he was coming through. Dan Clark not running on the uh, bright yellow wheels that he ran this morning. Boo, hiss, we like those. <laughs> running black rims. For this set of Michelin tyres. Now down into turn 10. And another great mm. dive down the inside. This time it's the... Number well, 13. Isn't that amazing? That was... That's Varanchowski. Yeah. Who was passed by Jimmy Libra. What? A couple of laps ago. Yeah. But Jimmy's lost a bit of pace he here. He has. He's been passed by Will Martin on that last lap. And now he's fallen behind Varanchowski as well. So he, maybe he burned off... Uh, those, those, maybe I don't, not sure whether he was running a fresh set of tyres yeah, or point. not, but he certainly doesn't have the pace that he had early on in this race. No, not at all. And you've got it. Or maybe he just look. It's it's warm out there, Jeremy. Yeah. Track temperature twenty three Fahrenheit, and that in the 
centigrade scale is 73. You get offline here, maybe with that battling, he got offline yeah. and got some clag on his tyres. And that might have cost him for a lap or two. Now, they will clean back up again once he starts leaning on them, but he's lost a couple of places now and he has to do it all again from that sixth position. Will Martin, having made his escape in the JTX Racing Black and Gold car. So, Riley Dickinson by two seconds from Tom Car Sargent in second. For McElroy Racing, he's got a, about two seconds as well on Jason Hart having another cracking run for MDK Motorsports. Jason will want to sit down after this and watch these two races back over and over again. What a great start to the season for the number 20 team. Then JDX, that black and gold car, then Voronchotsky and Jimmy Libra, 13 and 74, the two red, white and black cars. Behind that, it's Dan Clark, the first of the two very brightly coloured machines. Two running in close proximity there down at turn that's turn seven for Dan Clark he's got ahead of TJ Fisher and the 762 motorsports then Tom Netver for McElroy and the top 10 made up by Thomas Murrell in pro R Marco Cironi leads by half a second yeah ACI from Kelly Moss Efren Castro and Kelly Moss's Alan Metney a little bit further back. And in the AM category, Mark Wami, after that incident at Turn 17 that took out undoubtedly two of the championship contenders, leads handsomely now by a couple of three seconds with cars between himself and Bob Muller in second place for Goldcrest. That's a great run for Bob if he can hold on to that. And Jeffrey, Jeffrey Myshak is another couple of three seconds further back down the road. That's the classes. Remember, the cars are identical. It goes on the ages of the driver. Although some of the drivers have decided they want to be higher up than they could be. Basically, the pros are the younger drivers. The pro-ams are the middling aged drivers. And the ams are the ones who have the most experience of life, even if it's not the most experience of racing. Cars absolutely identical. Coming through to half distance now. Next time around, it's going to be pretty much spot on. 20 minutes to go. 2 or 3 4 2, 6, the fastest lap of the race. That is in the hands of Riley Dickinson at the moment. He was perfect in the first race. Paul, fastest lap and the win. His teammate having a cracking battle at the moment, Michael McCarthy, with Alex Sedgwick coming through there for JTX Racing in the red, white and black machine. No, can't get it done at turn four. Alex one of the a number of drivers who've come across the Atlantic from the UK to try their hands and ply their trade here. Dickinson, then the gap back to Tom Sargent in that very distinctive blue, metallic blue, light blue and white McElroy Racing colours. Third, the yellow and black of MDK Motorsports and the number 20 of Jason Hart. Those three, well, not quite equidistant, but not far away. But they've pulled away now by a good five seconds from Will Martin, who's been holding off Varen Chotsky for fourth and fifth. There's about a second and a half between them. Jimmy Libra still right on the tailpipes of the similarly coloured right car ahead of his MDK Motorsports machine. 
And I've got a feeling that one's going to go up the line as it did. And Dan Clark has caught them now. So Dan Clark paying the price for perhaps not the best qualifying, but is up into seventh and has got fifth position in sight. Yeah. So there's going to be a three-car battle there for a top-five finish. So, yeah, he, he's got experience in the, uh, in the, in the other, older cars from last year in the uh, Sprint Cup series, but uh, he's really taken to these Carrera Cup cars as uh, Dan Clark. He made up a lot of ground this morning, making up ground again this afternoon. TJ Fisher still running well there. Thomas Merrill just made a, a, a position at the expense of Thomas Neveu last time around. And you see, as you say, Alex Cedric right there as well. But the guy who's going faster and faster on it with each successive lap is Jason Hart. He's uh, over the last, the course of the last uh, four laps, he's closed in a half a second on Tom Sargent, who is running in second place. So uh, will uh, uh, Jason Hart once again improved his time on that last lap, a 203.7. Right, we are now down to half distance. I love the way these races sort of stretch out and then concertina back together again. There's little battle packs all around the circuit. A moment or two ago, Jimmy Libra was right up the tailpipes of Varanchowski, but now, because he's defending against Dan Clark, he's dropped, what, six, seven, ten cars lengths behind, and he's not on the ideal racing line. Had to defend to the right-hand side of turn seven. Coming through behind there, Thomas Merrill for Nola Sport, having a good TJ Fisher as well. That's the TJ Fisher in eighth, and the Nola Sport is the other uh, Porsche with the black bonnet and the yellow sides. Easy one to spot again with those highlighter colours. Then another couple of cars further back is Thomas Nutver from McElroy Racing. So this is all closing up again nicely, and at the bottom end of the top ten, we're going to have another cracking scrap. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, public service announcement, Riley Dickinson is pulling away. 3.1 yes. seconds. <laughs> Look at that lap time last time around. A 2.03.426 is his best. A 2.03.7 last time around was pretty much three-tenths quicker than Tom Sargent and the gaps over three seconds. Now. But it was matched by Jason Hart in third position to 2.03.7 also for Jason Hart. So uh, he's learned a lot, I think, in that first race. Uh, he's looking after his tyres now. and Maybe he can challenge Tom Sargent in the closing stages. It's down to 1.3 seconds for second position. Then the big gap, but Will Martin now released from having to worry about what's behind him. He's just done his fastest lap of the race at 2.03.9, 2.03.4 this time around. So we'll keep an eye on that gap. It was 5.8 or 9, I think. It's about 5.6 now. Let's keep an eye on that. And it's a second between Jason Hart and Tom Sargent if they've gone across the line this time. Another two tenths taken out of the second place gap to third. McElroy versus MDK Motorsports. Meantime, Nola Sports and uh, Michael uh, Thomas Merrill and Michael McCarthy for Kelly Moss in the green and white car having a cracking scrap. Turn 17 as ever, providing the usual challenge for... Quite a lot of cars, including Dan Clark and Tom Merrill. Tom went a little bit wide then. I think that's where Dan Clark went by him a lap or two ago. The 64 getting ahead of the 47. Dan Clark for Nola Sport. Rice Nichols, Thomas Merrill for Nola Sport. That's why they are similar in their brightly coloured hindquarters. The cars, that is, not the drivers. 
18 yeah. minutes to go, Jeremy. This one's heating up nicely, for yeah. certainly for second place. We've got a good battle for sixth, seventh, with Dan Clark closing in. He's right with Jimmy Libra now in the MDK Motorsports car. Jimmy will have to look behind him in a spin for the... Number 82, Marco Cironi, ACI Ooh. Motorsports. That's the leader in his club. Oh, he got help. He got help from behind from Efren Castro running in a slightly different colourway than we were used to seeing him last year. The black and red car this time. Now, that could be a penalty for Castro, but it's dropped Cironi well down. Metney's gone through as well. And I think Jeff Mosing might have gone through as well to third position. We'll see when they come across the line. He had about four seconds. No, there's Metney right behind him. So Ca Castro has lost a position to, uh, excuse me, uh, Cerrone has lost two positions. One to Efren Castro, who helped him off the track. And Alan Metney is sitting in behind him. So that was all a bit unnecessary. Well, too wide they, they've been very close together all the way through mm. this race. Those, that pair, Marco Cironi and Efren Castro, battling for that position. We really just saw the end of it, didn't we? We didn't see wh who was breaking where. Thomas Never for yeah. Matt Rear Racing in the 24, the bright colour car. Alex Sedgwick right in there. He's trying everywhere to get through yeah. in the number 98 car right up on the curb. And I'm not sure that's really helped him coming out of turn <laughs> number five. He's going to get eaten up on the way down. To the hairpin, yes, he's pulled across to the right really early. The number 78 car that's right in there is Ryan Yardley for top racing. He tries to go around the outside. Just make up one position, I think, there, as he's gone by. Sean Varwig, no, that was how they went across the line. Oh, my goodness, where do you look next? This is outstanding stuff. Midfield, back of field, front of class, back of class. It does not matter. There's racing going on everywhere you look, except for first and second, where... Riley Dickinson is now four seconds ahead of the field. And Tom Sargent has, for the moment, stemmed the tide of Jason Hart coming back towards him. It's just out towards one second. Again, that gap between the number 17 in second and Tom, Tom Sargent doing nicely there for Matt Ray Racing. And the number 20 in third, uh, which is MDK Motorsports. Will Martin has three seconds on Varanchotsky. And then that battle between Jimmy Libra and Dan Clark. They're still locked together for sixth and seventh. Yeah, that's one of the best battles in the race at the moment, isn't it? And, uh, of which there are plenty, but that's a good one because uh, Dan Clark has certainly shown good speed here. And Jimmy Libra having shown really good pace early on, then slapped back, slipped back a little bit. He's under pressure still now from Dan Clark. And a lot of uh, blue sector times here. People said in their fastest sector times of the race. A new best lap of the race uh, personally for Will Martin in that fourth place car. That incident at turn 10 between Efren Castro, who uh, rather ushered Marco Cironi off the circuit. It appeared to us, we didn't see the whole incident, but Cironi dropping down from the lead to fifth in Pro-Am. Efren Castro Oops. has gone through, and uh -oh, there's another big Mueller. incident. This is turn 16, Bob Mueller and... The that. other car involved there, so it's the 68 and the 28, and that's uh, turn 16. Chris yeah, there was a couple of cars in between them, I thought. Well, is that a, a loss? Yeah, yeah turn 16 spin right in front of Matt Holcomb, oh, and then yeah. very, very unlucky, very unlucky indeed. 
as Chris Belomo yeah. in the 68 MDK car came through with absolutely nowhere to go. And down at the hairpin, there's been trouble as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this could be significant as well. It's the McCann Racing car. And, oh, no, it's the car behind. It's the deluxe-sponsored machine that gets into the back and that looked like, well, difficult to see in the evening sun. I'll, I'll give you that in a moment, but that car hasn't moved. I think it's the four car. Yes, it is. Elias De La Torre, JDX. Uh, unlucky for him. He got bumped out by Efren Castro <laughs> in the first race. No, the other way around. Sorry, he bumped out Efren Castro yeah. in the last ra race around into the pit lane then for... One of the many cars involved in those incidents, Bob Muller, Chris Palomo into the pits. And earlier on, we saw Scott Noble and John Getz, two of the AM-class championship contenders, come together at turn 17. Now, is that Dan Clark through? I think it is. Dan Clark, I think, has got past Jimmy Libra as they go across the line in front of us. Has he sneaked through? If not, he's very close. No, he's still half a second behind. Very tight indeed, that battle. Still just half a second between them. And that's for sixth and seventh position. So much going on that race control can hardly keep up with it. Of those incidents, the, a number of cars continued, including Matt Holcomb. He just about got pulled up, I think. The 68 Chris Palomo did come into the pits. That was the turn 16 accident. And so did Bob Mueller. Those two came into the pits. Matt Holcomb got the mystery machine. Pulled up in time and has continued. Yeah, that was a really good avoidance by him. The, uh, the, one of the things I'm looking, keeping an eye on here also is the battle for Pro-Am. Efren Castro, he had the, mm. the, a pretty handy lead after that incident he had with Marco Cironi, but... Alametni has closed right in on him uh, for that lead in Pro-Am and six, 19th and 20th overall. And that is under investigation, yeah. Jeremy. That could be a time penalty at the end of the race now. That's new yeah. for this year in the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. That's indeed so. They've given themselves the option. The stewards are giving a 10-second penalty, which will be added to a driver's time after the race. Or as soon as it's crossed the chequered flag, in actual fact, it will show up. Efren we should Castro. be with a bit like we'd be informed of that beforehand. Yes, Efren Castro in the blue and red car. And he is being closed in on by Alan Metney, as Jeremy suggested in the GT Silver iFly number 99 machine from Kelly Moss Racing. They are nominally teammates. They are both Kelly Moss run cars. Teammates might be slightly over-egging the pudding because all of these drivers are driving through themselves. The cars are prepped by the same team. They're under the same awning. Huge slide by Metney going into 17. has cost him some time there. But ultimately, uh, it is not like two cars in an IMSA team or two cars in a Formula One team, Jeremy. This is not team orders. This will be fighting for points. Every man, woman for themselves. True that, but certainly a goodly respect, particularly amongst the Pro-Am drivers, perhaps less so amongst the pro, some of the pros, perhaps. But generally, the Pro-Ams are, are pretty respectful of each other. Having said that, of course, Evan Castro, I think he, he'll be 
uh, if it was indeed he who caused Marco Trin to go straight on there at the hairpin, he'll be a little bit embarrassed and he'll certainly go and apologise to yeah. Marco Troni afterwards if that was the case. Debris on the track just after the Corvette Bridge, also down at Turn 7. Thank you to all of you who've tweeted in at IMSA Radio. It's just about off the racing line at that debris. It looks like it might be a tail light assembly. It's quite a lot of money if it's sitting there down there for a 992. It is just off the racing line. Huge slide. Who is that going through there? That was, a, that was a fantastic slide. I think that was Elias de la Torre for JTX. Yes, it was. Who was uh, giving the Michelins uh, a little bit of extra work. Check back in with the leader. Um, oblivious to what is going on behind him. Riley Dickinson, interviewed after the race, said, well, it's a pretty boring race, really. I just drove around. I'm sorry it wasn't more exciting for the fans. <laughs> Riley, you have no idea, my friend, no idea what's been going on behind yeah. you as he streaks away from the setting sun down turn one. Beautiful evening. Light here. The photographers will be loving this. Every race this season of the 16, this is round two, 16 rounds to come, and every race this season will be live for you wherever you are across the world here in the US or further afield. No need to subscribe. Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America via IMSA.tv, the Porsche Motorsport channel, and, of course, the video player at IMSAradio.com. Great to have your company wherever you are. Ah, Dan Clark does make the pass. The tiniest of mistakes coming through turn four into five, and Dan Clark moves up into sixth position. Now, it's under two seconds between himself and Veron Chotsky for fifth place. In fact, there is another red, white, and black Porsche, and that's the car that Dan can see. His teammate, Thomas Murrell, has fought his way past uh, Kelly Moss's Michael McCarthy and 762 Motorsports' TJ Fisher, and is following him through. So, Nola Sport, Rice Nichols, and Dan Clark now up into sixth. Thomas Murrell still in eighth position but with Jimmy Libra now in his sights and Dan Clark has he got tyres left has he got performance left in the last seven and a half minutes to bridge that one second gap we will find out because certainly he'd he'd battled long and hard as Thomas Merrill strained two wheels off the exit look at the size of that that's going to cost him a lot of momentum yes and he's straight away back into the clutches of TJ Fisher in the green and white car that's a the team car to the leader, Riley Dickinson, another racing for children's car, but that one with the lilac flashes yeah. on the front of the car. And that is a, there is a huge trench that has been dug out through the course of the day going off there. Oh, and he did drop right down into it. Yeah. I think he did the right thing in straightening up there, Jeremy, and going all the way down until he could get back on. It's not the going off there, it's the coming back on. The inside shoulder of the Michelin tyre taking a heck of a lot of damage if you drop a wheel over there and then try to come straight back. Leader coming through traffic and uh, dealing with it very nicely. Four seconds the gap and losing virtually nothing there. I have a suspicion that we're going to have some post-race penalties here. Castro and the Marco Cironi under review. I think we already mentioned the Elias de la Torre and uh, 
37, Sabra Cook. No, we didn't. Sabra Cook and Elias de Torre have come together, and that's been looked at as well. Take a deep breath. Yeah, Six minutes to go. This is wonderful stuff. I thought last season was good, but if this is setting the benchmark for season three of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, are we in for a cracking year? Yes, we are. Dickinson by four seconds. Tom Sargent holding on to second quite comfortably now from the third place. Jason Hart still about a second and a half, but hasn't been able to close the gap. They're round about between a tenth and a tenth and a half either way in the last couple of laps, 2.044 to 2.045. Sergeant DeHart last time. The time before that was reversed. Will Martin at 2.039. Varen Chotsky, 2.048. Dan Clark, 2.047. But now being able to get a bit of clear air on the front of his car. Meantime, the number 43... That's Mark Kwame leading in arm and off at turn 16. That's one of the pro cars, the number 78 yeah, of Ryan Kiwi. Yardley. Yep. Top racing. TCS on the side of that car. Now, again, I suspect he's... Oh, no, that was help. That was a considerable amount of help. And that was the number two of Sean Varwig from Kelly Moss. He's going to get a penalty for that as well, I would say. It's not just the touch, it's the continued pressure applied that he, that the race control would be looking at there. Bit of rally crossing. And into the pits for Sean Varwig before that's even been looked at. So he may have done himself some damage on the front end of his car. There are radiators there on the outside edges of the 992. All the performance versions of Porsche streetcars get uh, some grills across there to stop stone chips going in. Zunsport do some very good ones for aftermarket as well. Oh, that bit of uh, debris picked up at turn at number six, seven, and that was in that uh, debris getting crushed a little bit as the number 24 of Dan Clark has uh, been caught has caught, rather, and passed Varanchotsky for fifth position. We asked the question, we posed the question, could he catch up the one second? Answer, uh, yes. And he has gone through. Now, you see, I say that. Was that a lapped car that he went by? Let me check. No, I think he, he's gone past him. Three minutes to go. Dan Clark did his fastest lap of the race last time around. 2.03.936. Coming to the line for the penultimate time is Riley Dickinson. We haven't seen much of him again, Jeremy, which uh, not good for his sponsors, but it's great news for him in the championship because once again, he's in the traffic, but he has totally and utterly dominated this field the, the, uh, the entire the entire well i was going to say weekend but it's midweek isn't it the entire uh, was, meeting yeah he was fastest in both practice sessions he was fastest in the qualifying sessions uh well session uh pole for both races well there's a that was uh oh, that's dan dan clark. 13. That, yeah that's dan clark isn't it trying to get past jimmy libre 
Uh, I think. Varanchowski, actually. It was the 13 oh, car. Okay, big so the, the pass was made. Uh, albeit oh, sorry, with a yes, little bit of bump, Libre, yeah, bump and run. Yep. Uh, and uh, another incident, Sean Varwig, uh, and the incident we saw uh, earlier on with Ryan Yardley, that's going to be looked at as well after the race. Uh, race control could be um, in for a bit of overtime tonight. With, uh, I think, four or five now incidents to be looked at. Penalties possibly <laughs> coming after the race. Going back, however, I will not be deflected uh, from Riley Dickinson. The meeting has been his. We might as well call this the Riley Dickinson tribute meet because it's been absolutely superb. From qualifying uh, yesterday, he has dominated, Jeremy. He has yeah, uh, and no one, no one's come really cl- come close to challenging his dominance this weekend, and that's exactly how he wanted to start this season. Meanwhile, in pro am, the uh, the t- the first two champions of the first two years of the Porsche Carrera Cup North America are going at it now. The, it's uh, Efrik Castro who leads the way, but uh, Alan Metney is still right there with him. The two Kelly Moss cars out in front of the field by yeah, about five seconds now. They pull out over Jeff Mosing in third position as Riley Dickinson sees the white flag. And goes across from our left to right. We're uh, just on the start-finish line in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. Castro and Metney together coming out of turn 16 onto the Ullman Strait. Sunshine right in your face. Now, this is a tough enough corner down at turn 17. Now you know why it's called Sunset. You are driving directly west it's tough enough to pick your turn in and your braking point there. And Castro had two goals at turning in there. His red and blue machine just struggling a little bit. The back end stepping out. Oh, my goodness me. He's on the ragged head, edge of adhesion there. Does Metney sense an opportunity? How much performance have they got left as they get the white flag? And behind them, there's another two-car battle. That's Moise Oretsky and Marco Cironi. Check that, it's Jeff Mosing and Moise Rexi for the final spot on the podium in Pro-Arm. In Arm, Mark Kwame took advantage of that coming together of two of his championship competition early on, Scott Noble and John Getz. And he is dominating the Arm category. It looks like Jeff Myshak will come in second and Grady Willingham has fought his way up the third for Goldcrest. It's a good one for him yeah, really as is. well. Got to be there to take the opportunity when things go wrong for other drivers. Uh, meantime, <laughs> at the bottom end of the uh, top ten, Thomas Murrell, M- uh, Mike McCarthy and TJ Fisher are still having a good scrap. We'll see them across the line in a moment. Well, we've run out of superlatives for this, but this has been a perfect weekend from when he rolled off the truck at race week this event has been simply perfect for Riley Dickinson. Two poles, two fastest laps in the race and two victories. The championship leader crosses the line and cements his lead in the championship. Kelly Moss and Riley Dickinson are the class of the first two rounds of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup here at Sebring. The battle continues in Pro-Am. They've got a third of a lap to go. Now, Alan Metney in the GT Silver Car. Has he got anything left? He's getting closer. He's in the draft here. Castro just pulled slightly to the right-hand side to cover any inside move. 
now into turn 17 for the final time and again just slightly conservative maybe here comes Metney trying the tighter line he's going to have to get on the throttle he's going to be alongside is he as he comes through he's right behind him can't get the drive out the final corner and Pram goes to Efren Castro for Kelly Moss his Kelly Moss teammate Alan Metney comes second two second places for Metney over the weekend Jeff Morsin comes through third for top racing and Moise Oretsky follows in his wheel tracks Marco Cironi, having been bumped out of the lead, finishes fifth. That might not be over quite yet. There could be penalties coming. Mark Wami coming through to win the AM category. He'll take the points. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Second place in GT in AM category. We're just waiting for Goldcrest Jeffrey Myshak to come through across the line. And there he goes, Jeff Myshak, second in arm, and Grady Willingham will be not the next car across the line, but the one after that for Goldcrest Motorsports. He had about a second on Michael Merritt before he started the last lap. And let's just complete the podium there. Here they come. Christian Cole with Grady Willingham right behind him, the chequered flag. The VP Racing Checkle Flag. There goes the white and black car. And Willingham has been confirmed as third position. Great wow, stuff. wow, yeah. wow. Riley Dickinson, you have done some good work this weekend along with Kelly Moss Racing. And that is a comprehensive championship lead well deserved yeah maximum 56 points from the day 25 each for the two wins two points for each of the two pole positions and two fastest laps worth a point as well so a brilliant day for riley dickinson a really good day also you have to say for tom Sargent for McElroy racing uh, brand new to this uh, to this series uh, and uh, and to, to North America for Tom Sar in Tom Sargent's case. He's been here on a holiday a couple of times in the past, been to Disneyland and what have you, but this <laughs> is his first race here, uh, at first race day. It's two second-place finishes for him. Uh, Will Martin from England and Jason Hart, they will split third and fourth in each of the two races, and then fifth in both of them was Dan Clark, and sixth in both races has been, been Varun Choksi. Well, if that is the standard for... The rest of the season, we are in for an absolute treat. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America getting underway with two cracking races here at Sebring International. Scott Noble going out after winning the Am Class in the first time around. But good battles right the way through the field. But the domination of Riley Dickinson is the headline. Behind that, the action was fast and furious. Every race live and free for you across the year. Make sure you join us. Were you not entertained? Thanks to Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Hindhoff. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.